Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel. Thank you for hanging in there with me, coming back for part two of this discussion of what is happening with the transgender movement and how we that are Christians who know the word, we believe the word, we want to live the word, how we have to be more aggressive in speaking truth into the matter. Because that's what these hearts are really longing for. But it's they believed a lie. The lie has captivated their soulish part of them. And now their body, their physical body is just manifesting and living out what their mind can conjure up. But back to the question where we left. And remember, you've got the foundation, the foundational truths of identity and how the world is twisting the words our identity, how we were created. We were created equal. We were made in the image of man. God made gender, male and female. And you've got those those foundations. If not, jump back to the previous podcast and, and review that. And make sure you've got that. Because when you address this with individuals, when you pray for individuals that are captivated by these lies and living out these lifestyles, you have to speak truth. And you speak truth in love. Why? Because you believe truth. Because you believe it. You know that this is their hope. You know that this is their answer. You know this is their pathway to freedom. So why? Why is all of this? Why is all of this happening? Why is this circle of lies getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Here's the basis. Deep down within every one of us is the desire for love. We want to be loved. We want to love others. It's the way God created us. You cannot deny that. You cannot deny that, oh, that's just the way I am. No, it is intentionally the way God created us. Why? Because God was after a love relationship with each one of us. And so we, as human beings made in the image of God, We were made to have a love relationship with other people. And I know that in this transgender movement, it doesn't always refer to the physical, sexual orientation, but truly identity of how one feels about themselves. But it does involve that aspect. But people have the emotional desire to be loved and to love other people. But in the flesh, they have sexual desires. It's the expression of love. But it was to conform the way God 
created us within the context that God created us. And so this has been perverted by this movement. See, God created all of us. He created us to be holy. Why? Because He is holy. And back to what we said last week, and you know this, but solidify this in your heart, that God had to redeem us back into a right relationship with Him, a right love relationship with Him, because of sin that entered the world. And when we were born, we were born after the nature of Adam, and Adam sinned. And so we had to be brought back through Christ, the love that Christ had for us to give his life for us, to shed his blood for us, that our sins would be forgiven, that we would come back, and that we, you and I, and all creation could have a love relationship with God and fellowship with God. And so in this physical love relationship, what do we do? We we live out these act of loves where we love other people. We treat people with respect. We treat people as decent individuals. We love and care for people and appreciate people. These are all acts and exemplifying how we love other people. And so this is why the gospel The good news of Jesus Christ is so critical in this issue. And here's where I want to go. And I want you to make this connection. Because again, it lays the foundation. It explains why this is such a crooked and a perverted movement. All orchestrated out of the flaws of the flesh that the enemy, Satan, and his kingdom grabbed and used to bring God's creation down to dehumanize God's living creatures and that Satan and his kingdom would be exalted. And it comes back to the gospel. And we got to know what the gospel is more than just a definition. Good news. We got that. But I will tell you, we need to know what all encompasses that good news. Because yes, number one, God redeemed us back into a love relationship with God. Because there's an issue in every heart. It's the desire of every heart to be loved. And the longing, the deep longing for a love relationship is really with God. But in the physical, God gives us that opportunity to live out love relationships with other people, healthy love relationships from family to family and friends to friends, how we care for one another. We help one another. As we said, it involves the righteousness of God. And so in the gospel, the righteousness of God was imparted into us. It gives us that desire fulfills that desire as we love God with all of our heart. It's what satisfies that longing within us, that longing for the love relationship with the Holy God. This is what Paul was talking about in Romans 1 in 16 and 17, when he explained very succinctly what the gospel is. And he said, I'm not ashamed of it. So what does Satan and his kingdom have, what are they working in joining forces with the flesh to do? It's all about distorting, replacing, rejecting a love relationship with God so that you will not love God. You don't even want to know God. 
You don't want to find your satisfaction in God. But yet the enemy turns your eyes to worthless things. And you begin to chase after unnatural, unholy, unrighteous, ungodly things, relationships, identities to satisfy this longing for a love relationship. Because what does Matthew 22 tell us? The first, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And then what? To love your neighbor as what? As yourself. See, there's three love relationships that are we are commanded. We're to love ourselves. What happens in this transgender movement, so many of them, they reject themselves. They don't love themselves. They're not pleased with themselves. So they're looking for an identity to satisfy that, to gratify that longing that they have within them. And they don't know God or they've rejected a love relationship with God. And so there's that lacking, there's that void. And so what does it do? It brings confusion. And it brings confusion about one's identity, who you are, the way God created you. So you go and you start looking for a love relationship in all the wrong places. Not your heart, the spirit man, but through your emotions, through your mind, what you can dream up, what you can conjure up, what you can put together to satisfy a feeling or a craving or an emotional desire. And so what is Satan doing? Satan is replacing God and his love with a counterfeit. That's what all this is. And ultimately, it will never satisfy. Oh, it may for a season, but it'll never satisfy. Why? Because it violates, it goes contrary to the way God created us in the very beginning. You cannot get away from that truth. You must stand on that truth. You must come back to that truth. And this is why so many of these gender identities, they keep changing. Why? Because they're never satisfying. They never fulfill that longing for love. And so I want to drive this point home, and I want you to get this. And I don't want you to to get in a frame of mind right now that the gospel is giving out the plan of salvation, somebody receiving Jesus, and they're on their way to heaven. The gospel is so much more than that. The full gospel is the answer to this situation. See, the gospel is needed. The truth of the gospel is needed to get people who have gone astray back into a right relationship with God. It's not about just getting to heaven. It's about getting back in a love relationship and that longing within being satisfied while you're here on earth so you can live a life of love, of satisfaction, of meaning, of purpose. And see, you move from self-righteousness to living the righteousness of God because that's what you get. That's what's imparted to you when you receive the gospel. You receive Jesus Christ. And so it also gives you the power to live righteous. See, these individuals are living powerless under their own fleshly power that they have. And then some possibly, I don't know, if the satanic kingdom, the dark kingdom is driving it, it comes with the power too to drive you to do even deeper and darker things. And Satan, he'll send all kinds of decoys 
to keep you out of that right relationship with God. And this identity crisis that we're in is a big one. It is a huge one. It is dehumanizing individuals. Why? We're self-centered. It's all about thinking about self, satisfying self, gratifying self, gratifying my emotions, my passions, my lust. And when our relationship with the invisible God isn't pure, it's not holy, it's not righteous, our physical relationships will become impure. And we were made as individuals to be in relationships, but we need righteous relationships that are going to satisfy and then we just keep looking for relationships because we keep having that longing to be satisfied. And what really is going to satisfy us is when we finally get into that righteous relationship with God. And then Paul, there in Romans 1, the first part of Romans 1, he talks about the gospel and how important the gospel is for us to have the righteousness of God imparted in our life. Then Paul goes to addressing, at the end of that chapter, ungodly relationships and specifically talks about homosexuality and how we give ourselves over to unhealthy, ungodly passions that God never intended, never didn't create us to be in those ungodly relationships. And you know, for so many years, I, I've read that and I wondered, why did he talk about the gospel? Then all of a sudden talk about homosexuality, this ungodly relationship. And it became so clear to me that the gospel is what we've got to have to get this righteous relationship. But when we reject the gospel, we'll go looking for any kind of physical relationship to fulfill the desire for the love relationship that we long for within. And see, that gospel is all about getting us back to that righteous relationship with God. But people who are accepting and are falling into the transgender lifestyles, you see, for them, it is about a relationship, but an ungodly See, they're longing for that relationship that God created for every human to have. It's about love. It's about fulfilling a longing and their need for love and to be loved and to love other people. And they're believing the lie over the truth. It's about physical. It will never fulfill their spiritual need. And it's all about satisfying the flesh, like we said, our feelings, following our feelings, following our mind, what we think up, our intellect, our emotions, fulfilling the passion that they have within. And, and like Paul said, exchanging the natural for the unnatural. They're willing to do that just to get these desires met. And what happens is the flesh then reigns over the spirit, the heart of the person. But the gospel is all about fulfillment of that perfect relationship. It's all about meeting that spiritual need, spiritual hunger. It's about finding the perfect love. It's about getting that longing and belonging need within satisfied. And it's about truth. It's getting to know the invisible God in a special way. So what do we need? What do we need? Apart from the gospel, 
I tell you, we all need love. We all need true acceptance. We all need righteousness. We all need to know our identity in Christ so that we'll be fulfilled. Then the gospel is the pathway to that. It's the pathway. It's the solution to the answer for this transgender movement. Because again, it's all about an orchestrated strategy to bring down God's creation, to make us something that God never intended us to be, to degrade, to humanize. And really, it just complicates life. It complicates the world. It causes us to have to be more creative, to come up with ways so that we can create a greater balance. And all the time, the lids are popping off the pots and we can't keep up with it. So what is the solution? Truth. We got to speak truth. We got to rise above it, not behold it, not compromise, not give in to it. Yes, we got to love the people, but we got to love them enough to tell them. And a good way to do it is that you simply let them know God loves them and that you know what they're really longing is to be loved and to be accepted. And what they really desire is fellowship, good, healthy, trusting relationships. And it starts through Jesus Christ. It starts by knowing Jesus and believing Jesus and entering into that love relationship. And flowing out of that love relationship will flow good, healthy love relationships where you can be satisfied, where you can be identified as someone with purpose. You can be identified with someone who does have value, who was created by a loving God. It just takes speaking the truth. See, for me, this isn't complicated. It's real simple. It's real straightforward. The answer is simple. But because the world has approached this from a worldly view, a worldly philosophy, rather than a biblical view, it has created chaos in the matter. It has allowed this movement to get larger and larger because the world doesn't know how to answer all these issues. It just does the best it can come up with. So this is why we, as individuals, we stay with God. We stay rooted in the Word of God. We keep speaking the Word of God. And what do we do? Through our lives, it is so important for us to exhibit our own love relationship with God. Not that we are flawless. Not that we lack suffering in our life, lack problems in our life. But in the midst of those, even in the midst of the high moments on the mountains, we show that it's our love relationship with God. It's the righteousness of God through us that even makes us lovable, that makes us have worth and value. And what we must point to is that our true identity Our true identity will always be found 
in Christ. And there is where life of meaning, a life of satisfaction will be found. My prayer through these two podcasts is that it's given you a way to think about this, to look at this. But more than that, it's given you the word to put on the matter so that you can be part of the solution. Who knows? Just speaking the truth, it may redeem one individual out of this pathway of destruction. And as Paul said in the book of Colossians, he said, redeem them out of darkness. Jesus can redeem them out of darkness and transfer them into the kingdom of God. And you may be the very one God puts in their path to love them enough to give them truth that they will turn their heart to a loving God. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.